All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy, Sam Gilstrap. We're back again, the Ghost Lights podcast. Um, I'm going to be real honest with you. Take right? two. This is take two. <laughs> we got the first 10 minutes of the Jeff Jesmer interview, something you've probably been waiting for a long time. I know <laughs> I have been. But uh, one thing that Sam, Mr. Gilstrap with the uh, Ghost Lights podcast, um, he's got a new computer and doesn't know how to work it just yet, so... He's figuring things out on the fly. Should have done this with the, when I when I had the time before Jeff came over, but he's here. It's okay. It's, and he's we're good. He's a good guy. And uh, hey, we're just chilling out again. Today's episode is brought to you by Manly Indulgence <laughs> Candles. Today's scent is black sandalwood. Smoke them if you got them. So Sammy picks up this candle and <laughs> and he's like, "I'm gonna light this candle up." I'm like, "Oh, what's the flavor?" And he's like, "Black sandalwood." I'm like, "Cool." So I pick it up and take a look at it. I'm like. Manly Indulgence? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the actual like name brand is Manly Indulgence. This is um this is a low a low point in, in my existence. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um because I bought it thinking like I need a candle. Today's been such a rough day. If I had known it said manly indulgences, <laughs> I would have bought ten. I bought their socks. You bought their socks? Mm. <laughs> that's a good one. <clears throat> All right, so ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're back. We're going to try this again. If, if Jeff's got the, the stamina for it, he's ripped and ready to go. Jeff. Hey, Sammy. How does theater, how'd you get into theater? <laughs> well, funny you ask. It is. Um, it's sort of a convoluted little story. It, it, it really starts uh, when I had a kid. <laughs> so I had a kid when I was 19 and I was in the service and my my two pipe dreams shortly thereafter <laughs> was when the child turns 18, I kick said child out of the house, sell everything I own and, uh, and then do one of two things, either get dropped off in Europe with a 10 speed and a backpack or go be a starving comic in California, living out of a, a, a Volkswagen van again. I still want one of those. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, now, as a disclaimer, I never kicked my kid out, but he did leave at 20. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, that didn't happen. None of that happened. But along the way, uh, I ended up going back to school when he was 15 to be a paramedic firefighter. And um, I, I had been a, a, a hospital corpsman in the Navy, a, a hospital worker, a medic uh, in the Navy when I was in the service. Um, and so I went back to be a... a <laughs> Kentucky gentleman uh, went back to be a paramedic firefighter. Um, and then my brother who was stationed out here at uh, Buckley um, said, Hey, do you want a cheap place to live while you're, you're doing the school and parenting thing? And I was like, yeah. So I came out here and, and community college of Aurora does have a, a really good, they have a really neat program over there with a bunch of simulations and, and stuff. So it's a really good um, school. And so I'm like, cool. And, uh, and out-of-state tuition is really expensive. So for the, for the first six months, I just took, I took an acting and I took a ceramics class. And that's the first time in a really long time that society's voice popped up in my head and was like, hey, man, you're supposed to get a real job when you go to college. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Uh, anyways, five years later, I ended up with a uh, – four and a half years later with a uh, – a bachelor's degree in uh, theater and a minor in ceramics. So 
you know, I never did really anything artistic before then. I've, I've discovered I can draw since then. I've, um, uh, obviously I minored in ceramics, so I can do ceramics. Um, haven't had a chance to be able to do that since, since I got out of school, but, hmm. um, that's sort of the journey. And then, you know, I, at CCA, like I, I, I had said the first time around, um, Sorry. <laughs> uh, Stacy D'Angelo over at the community college of Aurora was, yeah, she sort of touched my brain. She was, she went, to, I, I forget at which part of her education she did this, but she learned underneath Tectonic Theater Company, hmm. which is Lee Fondakowski and Stephen Wong, the people responsible for Laramie Project. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so her approach, I mean, her, her master's is in contemporary theater. Um, she's directing a show at Firehouse next year, and I get to assistant direct with her, and it's absolutely perfect for her to direct. It's a sort of a one woman show with other people who do reenactments and stuff. And so it's, it's, it's sort of outside the box and, and she's absolutely brilliant with, uh, with that. Um, but anyways, that, that's, yeah, that's how I ended up here. I mean, it, it bit me hard. I, I love it. I make my living. I, I came to the, to the arts with having knowledge of construction and past lives. And so I, you know, volunteered in the shop and then got hired on as, master carpenter for Southern Colorado repertory theater and then did TD there for a couple of years and then started hustling and picked up all the vintages and firehouse and a lot of the edge and Platte Valley players uses me. And, and so I haven't been able to fill my calendar and earn enough money to live. Nice. So, yeah. That's awesome. So I have my, one of my biggest questions and, and let's do the shot of Kentucky. So, what is it? A bear? You got a bear? I, got a I just bear? got a plastic red cup. He's got Baptist. Huh? He's he's drinking out of a solo cup. Yes, I am. Mm. Oh, it tastes like a gentleman. It does taste like a gentleman. It tastes like a Kentucky gentleman. If you're gonna taste like a gentleman, make it Kentucky. Um. Oh God, yeah, that's rough. And then I topped it off with the uh, Los Locos Mexican style lager. Yeah. That lime uh, really jumps at you with that Kentucky gentleman in your mouth. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to take him out before you had it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Wouldn't be polite. No, no. You, you finish. You stay out until finish. I'm trying this one. Do it. Try the, the is that the it's APA? Like a, the, yeah, APA. Yeah, the Rhino APA from Epic. It's not a Rhino. It's a fat unicorn. It's a fat unicorn. It's a war unicorn. It's a love war unicorns. Um, so one of the, one of the big reasons why I want to have you on is I'm a man who is like most men. I am really good at making my own assumptions about people <laughs> What? and, and never having the, the balls to have a conversation with them. And I feel like working with you on the Kentucky cycle has opened that door for me. We've gotten a lot closer, even though you were in a fantasy league of mine, you were only right there for the draft. <laughs> For two minutes. Yeah. And then we had to. And then I was lie. drunk. And then I was drunk. Yeah. And then our lives just kind of took us away. But so here's my question. Maybe that's why I wept that night. Maybe. Story well, for another time. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the, the here's the main, the, the main question out of everything you just told me. Uh huh. Where do you derive your passion? Because you've always seemed like to me, this guy that did acting as like a side thing, but you're really good. Hey, thanks. And you are, you just, I think the only reason why I felt that way is because you have such a, 
don't know. Laissez-faire nature? No, I wouldn't even say that. I just think you're fluid. Right. I think you ha- you wouldn't, you're not laissez-faire at all because I've seen, I've seen you get focus and pull other people in and you know when you have to be on point. It's not like you don't give a fuck. Where, Correct. What is it that And I'm sorry that, that sometimes that impression is out there until you work with me. I do, I, I, I do understand that. That's a byproduct of who I am. I'm, I'm creative and I'm loose. And uh, <laughs> I think I just told Drew the other day about going for the watch and I put my hand between your legs. <laughs> you're, you're killing me, Jeff. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be dead on the ground. You're killing me, man. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, but uh, so ultimately, ultimately, what was the question? How? How? What? What is it about theater that that keep that that brings you in? You've talked about how the process, how you got into acting, but I mean that was that wasn't yesterday, right? You've been doing this for a long time. You've been putting forth a great deal of effort all over Colorado for for a long time, and you're acknowledged for being a good actor. What yeah. pulls you in? Um, the challenge, I mean, well, maybe it's a late bloomer exploding and having to do it all at once. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, it's weird to say, I I didn't miss my twenties, but I was a single parent in my twenties. And so I think number one, I did, I have always sort of wanted a, a, a gypsy artistic lifestyle, but but I didn't know that. I was good in science. I was good in math. Um, I was good with sports. Uh, nobody encouraged anything artistic. I just assumed I wasn't. And so I never had that outlet. Uh, maybe as a bartender, I did because I the gift of gab and, and being able to talk to people, make, make people laugh, tell jokes. Um, you have a but, great deal of comfort around people. I do. I do. I you know I don't know where it comes from I know I know when I went into the Navy I had to I made a conscious choice to reinvent myself I left home you know 16 and a half years old I was very not a good home Um, but when I went into the Navy uh, I said hey nobody knows you nobody nobody thinks of you the way you think they think of you so don't be that person and honestly, I, I sort of became a persona named Taz. I have a Tasmanian double tattoo on my arm. And that's what people called me for, for three years while I was in the service. I was the guy, you know, you came to and went, uh, where's the party? I'm like, well, there isn't one, but you got to pick up, right? All right, pull her on back, grab the pallets. I'll send, you know, this guy and this guy off to get orders from everybody and collect monies. And, you know, we'll all meet down at Mission Beach uh, for a bonfire at six o'clock. And I'd stroll in at 8.30 mm-hmm. and there'd just be this raging party going on the beach and things like that. And I, I don't know. Um, there was, it was a weird time. I mean, I was, I, was lar- I was a little larger than life. I mean, I drank till, I mean, mind you, I'm 18 years old at this time, but I was drinking till, you know, uh, two, three in the morning and having to be up at 6 a.m. I mean, Hickman's the only reason. And, you know, you ever stumble across this? I, I have forgotten your first name. He was from Arkansas. He was my bunkmate. And uh, it, without him, I would have been late to class probably every day. But, um, yeah, I, I, shit, we're going all over the place. Where the hell was I headed? Where's the passion and the discipline? I don't know. I, I, I didn't know I needed to create until 
I was give I gave myself permission and was given permission uh, to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've always been a very animated person, you know. So so doing voices or or inflections and all that. that I I had done that my whole life, yeah. and so it wasn't hard. I think you know getting into theater and then being something. Uh, um, I mean, I remember my struggles in the beginning. That I'm a different actor now than when I started, but. Uh, I don't know. I love. I, I I love. It. I don't know what I love about it. There's so mm-hmm. many different things. I I, yes. I love. I love getting off book. I love. There's this mental. Yeah. There's this mental challenge. This uh, this assignment you're given, and and my you know my I put it into my brain, and then once it's in my brain, I can start you know playing with certain aspects of it, but. Then again, you can only do so much until you get at least the first read and hear all the people might be heading and then it morphs and it grows and you have to be able to change and find new things and don't settle in. So the discovery process, I mean, some of my favorite memories about being on stage is, you know, discovering certain things and whether it's something that's in the text already that you just didn't see before or discovering that you're able to do something that nobody else would be able to get away with. Mm. Um, One of my first roles at Metro was uh, Undershaft, uh, Major, uh, Major Barbara, in Major Barbara, it's a, a Bernard Shaw playing. So he's, uh, he's the head of the industrial military complex. He has all the money in the world. He's uh, British, turn of the century, 1900. Um, and so very proper, RP the whole time. But there's one line in there where I turn to um, uh, the other character who has just addressed me and I say, um, I do not consider myself a gentleman, but I offer you half. <laughs> and he doesn't say anything like that in any other place in the ent- entire show, mm-hmm. but it was, it, it totally worked. And so it was, it's a, it was a fun discovery for me to yeah. be able to play and do things that it's not that I don't think other people can do them. It's they haven't either tried or, or thought of it. Um, and I like those cause I can ground them and I can make them work. I can make the most insane thing, honest and grounded. Um, but I think that comes from my comedy background, from my love of, um, you asked me what movies I've watched in the last year. It's hard for me to tell you. You asked me what new comics I've come across in the last year. I have a much easier time coming up with a list because. Which new comics have you come across in the last year? Uh, Bert. What's Bert's last name? I am a machine. Kreischer. Oh my God. He takes his top off. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Um, he's, he was, he's in with the fucking Russian mob. I was, that is, I've watched that thing <laughs> like four times in the last couple of weeks just because it's such a good story. Uh, Patton Oswald is, no, here's the thing. Bert's story, I think it's within spitting distance of truth. There's, there's some reality in there. Oh, yeah. And and I know Patton starts in the reality of truth, but his word choices, like he has this one about him and his uh, his first wife before she passed away. They were looking for a house, and they showed up and interrupted an orgy. Yes, I love that story. Yes, a <laughs> fog of fuck smell or whatever. <laughs> fuck fumes. Oh, it was. <laughs> there goes fuck squatch into the <laughs> Beverly Hills. <laughs> he's got wearing sweatpants. Juicy. He's wearing them backwards, so it says juicy, juicy across his crotch, which, which I, I don't know if it was true. Well, that was the other one. He looked like he looked, he looked like Craigslist. We need a fourteenth. Like <laughs> <laughs> now, Pat Oswald is so a lot of a lot of my understanding. I mean, all right. So uh, I'm not going to defend the human being. 
but I do want to talk about my first awakening was Bill Cosby himself. The, 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 I don't know if you've ever seen the concert, Bill oh, Cosby yeah. himself. Yeah. I'm spreading my hands and I'm speechless. Um, it, it, it really opened my eyes. And from there I got his albums, uh, from there, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. Um, but all of the great comics, there's honesty in especially some of the painful, and those are my favorite, Christopher Titus. People who are born out of pain are some of my favorite comedians. Um, and, and in that is a raw honesty. And I think it was an easier bridge maybe for me to finally get there. Um, you know, how do I recreate this? Ooh, wrong question. Go back to basics. Listen. Mm. <clears throat> That happened with Unmarried in America with Missy Moore. <laughs> I bet. Uh, hey, if I just listen, you know. Be on point. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what's happening with me and you and Abe and Tommy in the Kentucky cycle. I think for the longest time, I couldn't hear you because of what was happening behind you. And so I was always trying to get to a specific point. And now it's just like, no, no, no. If I just tune everything out, I can have all the Tommy Jackson I need. Right. Right here in front of me. Right. And then I don't have to listen to anything yeah. else. I, you know, one of the, well, I was, I was going to go, one of the best compliments I think I've ever received. I don't know if they meant, I don't think, I don't know that they came out to say it as a compliment, but one of the best compliments I've ever received from another actor was I walked out on stage, said my first line, realized you were listening to me and then went up on my lines. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, he's listening to me. And then I couldn't remember my lines. <laughs> And I said, I'm sorry. I do believe that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah. be prepared next time. Absolutely. That's a great. Um, Did I give that to you? No, no. It was actually, yeah. it was Joe Mack. Uh, oh, he's great. I like Joe Mack. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's my first time working with him. Same. There's a lot of people in this cast first time. Yeah. I've known Kayla before. Danielle and I did a uh, funny thing happened on the way to the forum up in North Glen. Oh. Yeah, I know. It was a theater literally two miles so literally five minute drive i mean it was awesome um is that where i'm sending you after this podcast yeah i love you <laughs> it's all right buddy traffic will be done so yeah, yeah definitely especially because we we ruined the first 10 minutes you know yeah because <laughs> because you also plugged kentucky cycle a little yeah. bit uh in that that you missed out on um I, you know, I don't even know if I really answered the question. I've always been passionate. I'm, 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 I am a survivor. I, uh, I, I have lived through a lot of early young trauma and, uh, at, you know, the ripe old age of 16 and a half knew I needed to embark in the world on my own, join the military as soon as I could, because I needed to get the fuck out of Dodge. Um, Unfortunately, I mean, I, I, now I was married before she was pregnant, so there, I have that going for me. But um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I've always just been tenacious on whatever it is sure. um, I want to focus on. I, it, you know, it took me a long time to understand that other people had limitations. Sammy, what? <laughs> No, I mean, when I focus on something, I, 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 I can tend to do it, and I always have a passion for it. So it doesn't matter what it is, if it's caught my... And I can't tell you what caught my fancy, because there's been so many things that I've been interested in. I played 13 years of hockey. I loved medicine. I played paintball, where I had hundreds of dollars of equipment at one point. Um, 
There's a dog running into the room. It sure is. Hi. Hi, Remy. Hi, do you walk sideways? Yes, I do. Okay. And I can't breathe really well. Oh, did it start raining? Did it start raining on you guys? Oh, no. Has he got another large heart? So when he sleeps Hi. next to me, I hear her, her <laughs> all Hi. night long. Hi. But it's okay because we love him. You're pretty cute. He's adorable. You're like fiercely cute. He's really fucking cute with his big bulging eyes. So anyway, so that's that's a very cool point that you made. You've been kind of into everything full bore, 100%. It's one of the things that's been really cool about working with you on this this specific process is your I'm snapping because <laughs> it's like you can go from one joke to a, a sincere thought to another joke to be on stage to come off give a good note about props because you are one of our prop masters with the weapons <laughs> right. and it's and it's nice to have that one of the things is I guess is I don't because I never really worked with you as an actor, I didn't know what to expect. The serious side? Yeah. And your professionalism is, forgive me, because I don't want this to sound like a dick thing, but I mean, I, it is so fucking refreshing. <laughs> you, well, you are extremely professional, and, and, and there's no doubt that you're a, you're a focused, passionate actor. There's no doubt. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah. I, I also, um, full disclosure, I have a superpower. Um, I, I have ADHD. And <laughs> one of, one of, one of um, the things I learned growing up about ADHD, and, and this is a byproduct of it I have to manage, but one of the things I, I learned is, no, I can focus but I can tend to super focus. Mm -hmm. And if you break my super focus, the reaction inside me not warranted on you is anger. And that's something I've had to mitigate through my life. As wow. a young child, it was anger. As a young adult, it was strong frustration and you saw it on my face. And you know, nowadays it's more, oh, okay, give me one second. What do you need? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it is something I suffer from, but also, I think used to my advantage. I think that's where my, my focus can come from. And I, I think as actors, we, as human beings, mm -hmm. we are emotional acrobats. And the reason why is because we live our lives in an honest state. Uh, we, you know, they say we act everywhere we go. And I, I think I like to look about, look at it the other way around and, and say, no, you're just, you're honest everywhere you go. Just try to do that on stage. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you're honest, it doesn't, it doesn't take much to flip the pendulum on emotion. And I, and I'm not talking in like a bipolar way, but to go from like funny to serious, to sad, to happy, to, Hey, everything's calm. We, we do that in a normal daily lives. I, I believe that. And, and maybe mine's a little bit more fluid than everybody else's. But I can remain focused in the background while still throwing out mm -hmm. the jokes. And I think after people work with me, they understand that. It took Julia a minute. You know, she used to try to do this. Shh, and I'm like, baby, when you shush me, you shut down the creative side of me. Because I will, sh I, I will, I know how to shut it down. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to turn it down. You know, a yeah. survival mechanism uh, yeah. growing up was I can shut, I can shut everything down. I can, yeah. Fuck yeah, I can shut it down. But I don't want to do that. And, and, and most people who have worked with me and, and 
some people even recognize it right away as, as the type I am that I'm not extraordinarily distracting. And sometimes I can say the joke that releases the tension in the room. Mm -hmm. And, but they recognize that when, when Jeff's in that place, he's in his best place for acting. He's, he's, he's free right now. He can, he can make associations that other people might not grab or connect things and, and make it deeper and richer and, and more grounded. And, and so I, 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 one of the things I appreciate most is getting recast, you know, getting cast again by the same director. It's, 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 um, I mean, fuck, we all need the validation. Yeah. (laughs) I remember when I got that under shaft role, I literally cried. Mm. Um, I had done CCA. I had done a few shows there. I had done one show out in town and I hadn't gone to Metro yet, but it was going to be the spring show. Mm -hmm. So I went in the fall to audition so I didn't know anybody and I walked out with the lead male role yeah. and the validation I felt at that young, no, I was older. I was, you know, 38, 37, something like that. But at that young stage in, in, in artistic development, boy, that, that validation literally brought me to tears in my, by myself, in my own room. When I read it, it was very spontaneous and it happened. And I think I've, I've, I've looked for it for a long, 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 long time. And it feels good when it happens, but I don't need it anymore because I feel more confident about myself. I don't, I don't need it. Um, One thing I've discovered in the last year or so, and it actually applies to life, but as an artist, um, when I start having trouble with how tech elements are going, when I start having trouble with an actor showing up late or dropping a line, when I start, uh, carrying that stuff home, yeah. it's because I'm insecure about my performance. So it actually happened in Kentucky Cycle before open, a few days before open. I mean, it was a truncated thing. Yeah. I I wish we had worked more on 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 things, but yeah, but <laughs> I wish, I, yeah, like blocking, but <laughs> but no, yeah. but Rubik's cube. But I, I I came home and I think I bitched. <laughs> I I got, I came home and I bitched. I bitched. I bitched. I bitched. You know, and 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 Julie was very supportive and was an ear. And when I was done, she's like, "Are you done?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And she went back to watching. You know, whatever she was watching. She was a dream because it, it was pointless. It, I needed to get it out at the time, but then right after that, after I had let it out, after I had vented, um, I turned around and went, "Hey, remember that lesson you learned?" Uh, I learned it through observation, watching an, another actor in town really worrying about everything but their own role, and then their role sucked, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Now I need I need to recognize that in myself." You know what I mean? <laughs> when it pops up, I, I first saw it in somebody else. But I went through <clears throat> Kentucky Cycle, and after that, I said, "Whoa, check in with yourself. Run your lines tomorrow. Do your shit. You know, take care of you know, police your." business the, the greatest things the military taught me was attention to detail and a, and a, a sense of urgency mm-hmm. you know and yeah. you combine those two things and i think you can be successful at just about anything you do absolutely that's that's great no thank you for that i mean even i i gotta i gotta check in with that that side of me often i mean i we're our own worst enemies we oh, start getting insecure yeah. we start getting in our heads we Summit. can we can topple the giant. It was like Summit. 
I mean, the second I had to go talk to that person in the audience, I was oh, fucking done. Right. I was done for the rest of the first part of Kentucky Sex. That sucks. And it, and it was, and th- that's, it's, and I want to. And I don't mean that sucks as in judgment. I, I, yeah. I'm being empathetic as in, I know if I went through that, I would be upset at myself. I would yeah. be, I could have done better. Yeah. No. And, and that's how I felt. Like, I felt like there was a part of me that like, no, if I, if I wanted to, I could have, I could have blocked it out. I could have stayed on the moment with Marielle and got through that scene. Shook it off in that two seconds I got before I got to come back out and see my mom and then go live for the rest of Patrick's life. But I had to go there. And after I went there and I came off for intermission, I was just, I was seething at myself and I've done it in other areas in this process and others. And well, and I understand what you're saying there. Cause like I said, I, I would be upset too. Cause my, my first thought would be more, um, well, I could have focused harder. Yeah. I could have done my thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That person was a fuck. I remember at the edge one time, man, that this lady just acted like it wasn't hers. And we're all looking at her going, I mean, this place is three rows deep. Yeah. Yeah. edge, you know, yeah, it's three rows deep. I mean, it might be 30 across, but it's three rows deep. Um, <laughs> she's you. just, she's just acting like it ain't even hers. And I'm like, you, you're not, you're not deaf. You're, I know you're not deaf. I saw you talking to your husband earlier. You're not deaf. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, turn the phone off. Oh, the phone and off. I was an audience member. I was just slightly outside of arm's reach. Or, uh, but the, finally, <laughs> that finally, the gentleman in front of me and over one, which was still behind her, because I was in the nosebleed section of the edge. Oh man! <laughs> um, uh, finally, said something to her. Uh, yeah, and that's an intimate space. Oh my god! It's very different than like the uh, the Jeffrey Nicholson Stadium at the. <laughs> Like sort of is, yeah. But when there's only 20 people in the, in the oh. house, and you know exactly where they're sitting, and then they pull it out. And all I keep, all out. I keep hearing from people at Vintage are, oh, we wish we knew how to market this." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, that's that's my line. I wish you knew how to market this." <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, um, I have a question, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Um, just because I've been on this, um this kick since I saw the documentary by Ken Burns about Vietnam. How do you feel about your service? Like what is, as you've left that part of your life in terms of. I am really glad I went for personal reasons. Like I said, I needed to get the fuck out of Dodge. Um, I need, I needed discipline. Um, I was, I, it, it's not that I wasn't getting disciplined, but I wasn't getting discipline. And what I mean by that is like the reason why I'm really open and can tell you when something's bothering me, mm-hmm. which other people sometimes interpret as, Ooh, he must be angry. He's telling, cause I'd have to be angry to tell him, mm-hmm. you know? And it's yeah. like, no, no. But as a child, I, I would get beat for the 10th thing I did. And it wouldn't even be the 10th same thing, uh-huh. but you know, uh, they're like, and while I'm getting beat, they're like, this is the 10th time you made this type of mistake and they would beat the shit out of me. And I, and I gained a lot of animosity towards not being open. Where did we start with this one? Huh? Where did we start with this question? Um, what, I mean, in terms of like, what do you, how do you feel about your service? Oh, 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 sorry. So, so I needed, I needed, I needed discipline, but I, but I need, I just had to get back on track, but I needed discipline. And, and, and so I got that in the military. I mean, um, I'm very anti-authoritative, but I'm also somebody you join up for the military and you're like, you go, I'm saying yes to all this. You know that, right, Jeff? Yes. Okay. And then you go and then you listen and you get yelled at. And that's fine. Um, I'm anti-authoritative in the way of like people trying to impose 
power over me when they don't have any. Mm-hmm. And when you join the military, they have it. Well, so explain, it was. Well, explain why you didn't uh, swallow yesterday when I made you. <laughs> no, can't make me. You can hold my nose all you want. <laughs> Gross. Thank you. Here's to the bear. Oh, yes, and anything. Yes, and. Um. Kentucky so, Whoop. tangy. Yep, that's going away now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how do I feel about? It? I mean, I, I, my, my inspiration was my family. Uh, people before me were Marines, but my my grandmother was a nurse, mm-hmm. and she's the greatest human I've ever met. Um. And she was a nurse for years and years and years and years. Um, Same. So she was my inspiration to be a healer. I wanted to be a healer when I went in the military. Oh. But the Marines don't have their own medics. They use Navy medics. Mm-hmm. Did it stop recording again? No, it's so boring. Okay, all right. Oh, you're uh, about 45 said, minutes ago, it stopped, Jeff. No, no, no. We've gotten everything thus right. far. I'll see what happens after I press stop recording. <laughs> so, and if it doesn't record, this is just a great time with a good friend. There you go. So, uh, so I want to be a healer. Uh, everybody before me was a Marine. Uh, Marines don't have their own medics. They use Navy medics. They use hospital corpsmen. Mm-hmm. And so I went into the Navy uh, to be a medic. And they, my ASVAB score was high enough. They were like, uh, we'd like you to, you know, consider the nuke program, which is you earn an, uh, an eng- nuclear engineering degree in two years. Highest suicide rate of any school at the time when I was when I was joining Holy was shit. the stat that was told to me. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I don't want to be a nuclear engineer. I want to be a medic. Uh, that's what I want to be. Anyways, um, so the service was very much a means to an end. Um, I believe in doing service or public work. Uh, people go into the Peace Corps; it changes them. People who uh, volunteer at a homeless shelter five days a week for two years or something. You know what I mean? But service of, of, of of any kind, I think is it pays for your birth and everything that led up until the point you went into service. And it gives you a clean slate. I don't know. You know, like it almost clears your carbon footprint, you know, it, you, so service is just something we should all do. I mean, I'm, I'm not here to tell people who haven't done it and are older to go do it. And I don't, and I don't feel bad if you didn't, but could you just imagine if everybody went into the Peace Corps, Work Corps, uh, military, um, and not because of conscription, but because they wanted to do service or even public office, yeah. uh, even public office, which should, all things should have term limits. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do I feel about my service? I, I There's no part of me that feels bad, embarrassed, poor. Uh, there's no bad feelings about my service, if I could say that. Yeah. I don't generally trumpet it. I, you know, a lot of people don't know I was in the service. Unless I take my shirt off and they're like, wow, you look like an old sailor. Oh, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I feel about it but it was a self-serving it was you know mm-hmm. it, it cleared my past i invented a new human um um yeah 
blah, 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 blah. No, that's great. <laughs> you were talking about how your time in the service it, it taught you these things in terms of like urgency. And sense of urgency. Sense of urgency and this, this other aspect to it that's kind of infused your attention action. to detail. Attention to detail. Thank you. Is there anything else you've taken from that time as you've gone into this creative part of your next chapter, this new human? No, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm not the most, I am not the most disciplined person. I'm more of a gypsy. You give me an assignment and I will tackle it tenaciously. When I don't have one, I can languish. I can, you know, and so the trick becomes, you know, giving yourself assignments and believing in them or things like that. Yeah. But like I get, I get a commission for a drawing. I'll draw, I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll, I'll pour myself into, into a drawing for you. Um, I get a role. I'll do that. Um, but there's – Drew is actually pretty good. He challenges me quite a bit. And sometimes we do this uh, – it's something we sort of want to invent. Uh, it's called the Actor's Garage. You, you want to – What's your Actor's Garage? Well, it's just him and I right now. Okay, um, couch? No. Good. No, if you ever come over to my place, I, I can't smoke inside. Uh -huh. So Julie and I both have setups outside in the garage. It's sort of our living room. So, you know, my tablet is out there. All my charging stuff's out there. That's where I smoke my cigarettes. The beer fridge is out there. Julie's computer's there. She can watch what she wants to watch, uh -huh. you know. No judging out there. I'm fucking America. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> well, the, the greater 100 listeners I have. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but anyway, so so in, in the, that's sort of where I just hang out. So. Drew comes over quite often. He's 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 the he's the I'm godmother <laughs> of my dog, um, uh, River River Girl, um, sweetie. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> hyper sweetie. Um, but we so uh, getting ready for auditions, say Arbatas or something like that. Uh, we'll uh, pick contemporary or you know whatever we need we you know the genre that we need and the length that we need yeah. and drew's a good scourer so he does that part he'll pull out a bunch uh he'll come over uh to my place and we'll we'll read them back and forth and and so the first read is more of the nah, uh and sometimes it's push sometimes the other person pushes back and goes i know you just went eh, but and so we accept that challenge from each other so it's a uh, uh, that, and then we coach the other person, yeah. um, you know, do it, do it, do it here. You know, here's my thoughts, go this way. Um, and, and try to refine them. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that we've played with the idea of asking people, you know, uh, um, we've mentioned actually your name. Um, who was the other one just to prove to you that I wasn't just throwing that out there. Oh, uh, Michael Gersten. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people who we feel have a passion and the chops and the want. Because if you don't, I, I really don't want you there. Because yeah. honestly, at some point, I might give you a, a, a direction that isn't harsh, but a direction that puts you outside your comfort zone. And that's where you need to go. And that's what the Actors Garage is for. I mean, we learn the best when we're outside our comfort zone. Absolutely. And I'm not saying you get bad direction. But what we do is you make that, you push it further. You give the note and say, go more. We're not mm -hmm. there to say, oh, my God, the first time you read that, fuck, stick your dick in my mouth, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bert, 
hot throat or hot dicks to the throat in the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're crusher, baby. I'm, 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 I'm very, I, what I don't like about our community. Okay. We don't have criticism. We don't. And I think because en masse, a lot of our players have trouble handling it. Now, I'm not saying my immediate circles are friends. I, I'm just saying the populace percentage wise, it's over 51% that the skin is really thin. And so then we have reviews, you know, uh, 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 reviews. We have um, synopsises written by uh, people in town um, with no growth potential. If you just tell everybody they're fucking great or everything's good or, or I just won't say anything about them if I thought they were bad because I don't want to hurt their feelings, I'm not going to grow. Oh, my God, we, we so much. All right, we're getting real now. Do it. Our community as a whole. Throw, we're throwing it, the Rubik's Cube out. That's yeah. right. As a whole, I believe we're either masturbating on stage or masturbating the person next to us on stage. Ooh. That is how I see our community. What's better? No, neither. neither. Both suck. Oh, okay. Both suck. We're all serving ourselves. We're going, yeah, you're great. That's it. We're either sitting there going, tell me I'm great, or yeah, you're great. And it, no. Fuck, sometimes the shit sucks. Some of our what best actors. Be serving, Jeff? What, what, what is our goal? What should be our focus? What do you mean? Our communities? Yeah, I have no clue. I can't speak for the community. But, you know, I, what do you I, want to see? I would love to see, like, you know, somebody who's a real critic in this town. And actually several of them. It'd be great. But I think they fear pissing off the theater house by giving a bad review so they won't get a free ticket the next time so they can go review it. I don't know. Huh. Um, now, is it something I want to undertake? No, nah, I don't think so. I don't know that my education and balance is enough to judge everybody out there. I'm still a baby at this myself. Same. That's how I feel. But, but we crave it. I mean, I think um, there's an actor in town who was doing a blog last year that had some harsh criticisms, but they were backed up. The, the criticisms were backed up by other thoughts. It wasn't just this sucks mm. or lamentable. It was, <laughs> right? It was, it was, uh, it was harsh, but it's what we need. Yeah. And um, I got a Rubik's Cube my way around this. I have some really strong feelings about, about yeah. that. I, I, I believe I, censorship happened in our community because of that. And then I want a Rubik's Cube out of the rest of it. Okay. No, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think to a degree, yes, absolutely. I think one of the things that I've, I got a whole lot of growth in the period of time I was doing shows back to back to back around 20, 2008, 2007, 2009, that three year period where I was doing bigger parts, but not getting acknowledged in reviews. Juliet Whitman in three straight shows saw a play I was in and never mentioned my work. So I took that. I did this one. I did this uh the Futurama perspective, which was if you're doing things right, people won't be sure you've done anything at all and they won't talk about you. <laughs> so from that perspective, I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, at least I'm doing something positive. No, and I, and I understand that because directors are the same thing. Yeah. Like when they've got 37 other problems and I don't get a note in the beginning, yeah. I was troubled by that. But then I realized, well, I guess I'm not their problem. But at the same time, I want to be directed. I want the notes. Absolutely. Tell me to go further. Push me. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what our art is about. Get me into an uncomfortable place so I can grow. The reason why, and if I push back, that's my bad. That is my bad. And tell me, so so my so why I think me and you feel this way is where I was going to go from this is then I got to this place of no 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 fuck that I got to go back to work I got to go back to taking classes so you can't not talk about it. Wow, that is still uh, but, no 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 no. That's a but, great reason to go back. I had never thought about that. Um, but you would have to trust who you're getting the classes from. Absolutely. And so, I mean, cause halfway through the class, if I thought you were a joke, I'd be like, maybe I should go audit Stacy's classes. Totally. Fuck. But I think one of the things is that, that I'm going for, um, is that as actors, do you need a smoke break? God damn. <laughs> Real bad. Can you pause? I can't pause. This is live. Ah, we're we're forty-four bitch. minutes in. Right. Can't bring it upstairs. You got. You got to stick this out. We're almost there. All if right. you want, I'll cut it soon. Okay? Right. We'll, right. we'll, I'll, I'll let you know. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So, but one of the things is that as actors, if we're doing our jobs to the best of our abilities, we need to be pushed. We need to be challenged. We need to go to those places where we are uncomfortable because because I got an idea. One second. We could wrap soon uh-huh. and do an addendum we could wrap soon and do an addendum. like do a natural wrap so yeah. it, the the podcast is it's full sorry guys no but then we'll just re- just two. just record without we'll an intro just two. like you know yeah. uh like ari fleischer does you know they do the msnbc one then he does these extra episodes for pod listeners but anyways oh, i got you well i'm almost we're almost to our natural wrap then and we'll see how we feel after. maybe i want to talk to you more after this sammy you make you me comfortable don't, you don't have to leave I'm glad that you feel safe enough to have this conversation. It makes it realer with the red light on. It does. The red light is on. So, but so here we are. As actors, because our job is to personify, as redundant as that may sound, the human experience and how hard it is to be just a person, we need to be pushed even farther in our work. That, for me, feels like. That's how it is for me. Well, I want to be challenged every day. I go in there, not because I can't trust the other person on the stage with me, but because I need to go deep and figure this shit out. All right. So at one point, you'll understand this analogy because you watch the game. Yeah. Um, acting. Sammy's reading a text right now. I uh, it's a, it's a coworker <laughs> who I've got the hots for. Keep going. What's his name? <laughs> so. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the hell? What, 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 what were we talking about? <laughs> Need a cigarette. Right. Well, wait. So, <laughs> oh, uh, pushing, right? Direction. Yeah, yeah, pushing. Where are we going? Oh, why are we? Why do so, we need so, so, challenge? wait. That, here's why we need that. Every time I get pushed outside my comfort zone into an area um, I'm not comfortable with, I learn more. Number one. I mean, that's that's a given. The, the game slowed down for me. Yeah, we were talking about this. Yeah. So at a certain, and it'll happen again, you know, there's these plateaus, but but it, it literally happened, and, I, and I, I can't necessarily put my finger on it, but I know when I, I recognized that I was like, well, fuck, the game slowed down for me. I know the signal calls and stuff, and I don't have to think as hard to use my tools, to reach into my toolbox and use this. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think. I know what it feels like. I don't even have to look. It's I know where it is. You know, it's almost like... um. Instead of having a toolbox, uh-huh. all of a sudden you got 
the utility belt. We're Batman. Boom! Ah! I love DC Comics. So, so, <laughs> so you know, they talk about the toolbox all the time, and that's great, but you have to rummage in a toolbox or rummage in a purse. But the game slowed down when all of a sudden I had more of a utility belt. I knew where things were. I could reach for them in a second and toss them out. It's mind-boggling that he's able to, oh, here's the smoke bomb. Or here's the, you know, and he the goes, you know, do, 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 do. And he's got everything. And he's got all the tools in there, you know, the, all the ones he needs. So he's never, he's never without something. So have your tools, but the, the more you work with them, the more familiar you can get with them, and the game slows down. And when the game slows down, you can start up in your game. You shouldn't just relax into it. You shouldn't just go, oh, it got easier. Well, here's the thing. The more I learn, the, yes, the easier it gets. And what I mean by that is I'm, I just become a different me on stage. So there's so much, oh, one of my first analogies. Oh my God, this is going to go so long. So one of my first analogies was, um, say you uh, started studying sewing. Okay. And uh, you, on your own, made this entire suit. Okay. And, but you're in the beginnings, you know, and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and everybody, all of your friends, everybody would say it's great. And only like a master designer or two would go, well, I would have done this, but I see why you did that. Great, yeah. great, great. That's everything you work on. Um, in acting, mm -hmm. and so just put your fucking suit on and walk on stage. You know, yeah, just yeah. put just put it on. Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't worry if it fits. Don't worry if it's right. Grab your work, what you did, and just go on stage. And if you can do that, I call it trust fall. There, you know, you you, you can learn the lines, you can study the motions, you can you can try to memorize every little detail, but all you create is ruts in your brain. So I I generally tend not to try to record every. And then you go out there and you trust fall and you go, you know what? I've never had anybody die by me dropping a line. So let's go. And that's when you feel alive. And the reason you feel alive is because it's so simple. You are alive. You know what I mean? Um, you, you just be, just, just be, uh, don't try. Don't, don't, don't try to emulate. Don't try to recreate. Just be, live in the moment. Listen, be there. Trust everybody else. I don't care if they've let you down 37 times. Trust everybody else. You have Thank you. to. Thank you, Jeff. You have to. Because because what I learned, I was a really heady actor in the beginning. Super heady. Hands on reins, white knuckle, holding that team of horses. And nobody could tell. Nice to meet you. My name's Sam Gilstrap. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Guy. But my talent carried me through that and people kept casting me. Mm -hmm. But what I realized, and this was that reference to uh, Unmarried in America, I, I, I went through what I called Nwant. New way of thinking, N-W-O-T, Nwat. And I used to be fucking hands on the on the reins and working with the start of it was working with Andrew and Unmary or Unmary in a uh, Lion and Winner. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was the second time I worked with him. I was super impressed with him before I worked with him. I loved working with him, loved discoveries I made with him. Yulenhop, yes. Yes, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah Andrew Yulenhop. Um and then uh, the the second show I did with him was was Lion and Winner, and that was Emma Messenger and him and me. And um, I, I thank you, Andrew. Um, <laughs> I was like a kid in a candy store. Every time a thought would come up, I'd run over to him and go, "Oh my God, just listen!" Or "Oh my God!" And you know, trust fall became a thing. And he tolerated all of this, but I was going through this metamorphosis. And then the very next show was on Married in America with. 
and I referenced it earlier with um, Missy Moore, and it was, ooh, I, you know, the very first time it was like, how do I recreate that? No, 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 just listen, just listen. And so I leaned into her, trust fall into her, realized I could trust her, realized I could trust everybody, realized I could. And so when I, when I know my show, you know, when I, when I, when I got the memorization done, which I will say right here, 60% of our community, when you think you're memorized, you're not done with PSA. When I get my memorization Shots done, fired. when I get my memorization done, I'm good to go because I know the landmarks. I've done yeah. gross memorization. I've done intricate memorization. I got my bridges. I get surprised every once in a while, but after I've been surprised, I'm not surprised again. Mm-hmm. Um, learn your show. Once you learn your show, you can play, you can do fucking anything. Learn your show. Yeah. So, Usually when we get to this point in time of the podcast, the ghost lines, we ask, what ghost light would you wish was put on for you before you got into the game that you'd like to hand off to the next generation based on what you've just told me? Some of your ghost lights are, and then you can piggyback if you want. Okay. Learn your fucking show. <laughs> when you're sick, when you think you're 100% memorized, you're probably 60% memorized. I'm paraphrasing, but that's how I feel right now. Um... What else? What are the other ghost sites? Don't take it too seriously, but treat it like it's life and death. Yeah. Um, shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But while you're doing it, treat it like it's fucking life and death. And when it goes off the rails, laugh about it. Fuck it. It's, it's over. It's none of the release. Yeah. But in order to be that emotional acrobat that, Humans are and actors need to be, you have to be honest and in the moment. And that requires, again, the trust fall. Um, You had touched on knowing your show. Um, Get out of your way. Get out of your own way. Yeah. Get the fuck out of your way. Seriously. Every actor in town, if you're listening to this right now, get the fuck out of your way. Um, I, 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 I don't know how else to, to describe it other than sports. I like to think of it as sports. Uh, athletes are the most uh, real people you're ever going to meet when they're competing because 100% of their energy is committed to doing what they're doing. It's not thinking about, um, does my ass look big? Is my fat roll showing? Um, and yes, these are things I think. Um, Same. Same. None of that's going to say, you know, one of the most beautiful things I ever saw was second acting class with Stacy. We were doing mask work and, and this woman who, uh, a typical body structure, she wasn't disabled, but front, butt, not back, butt. how's that great. Like creeped along the floor because of the, the work we were doing and her shirt started to ride up and she never once grabbed it and pulled it back down. One of my biggest piss offs is when somebody stands up and their clothes look funny and out of character, they adjust it because they know people are watching them. You don't do that in real life. That's not a thing we do. Mm-hmm. So um, human, the human experience, we're never conscious about being watched until we're watched. Forget you're being watched. How's that? Oh. Serve the audience, but forget you're being watched. Forget you're being observed. Observe in science. Um, observing something alters it. So how do you know what you're watching is really what's happening? You know, you go to, you go to, you go to, you know, watch uh, some primates or something like that. Your presence 
changes their behavior. So how do you know you're watching it? It's the same thing. Fuck with you, Jane Goodall. <laughs> it's the same thing with acting. It's the same thing with acting, though. Yeah. You don't have 17 years to let the audience get used to you. Mm -hmm. um, you have to, you just have to fucking be. Anyways. Absolutely. I'm preaching now. No, Jeff, that's... You're not alone. <laughs> the cheese does not often stand alone. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our guest, Jeff Jesmer. The time is now 7.30 in the p.m. on this fine, beautiful, rainy Thursday evening, September 19th. We are back. The Ghost Lights Podcast. Please check out our show. Jeff Jesmer crushes it as both Jed Rowan and Tommy Jackson. It's the Kentucky Cycle. Yes. We're at Vintage Theater Saturdays and Sundays. Look out for that industry night, multiple nights performance of our show. We'll do part one on Monday, I think in two weeks, and then part two on Tuesday in that same week. So We'll the... throw an update in the comment section uh, shortly yes, because to uh, make that more accurate. And... Most definitely, because I'm, I'm not... I don't have the list right here in front of me. Ladies and gentlemen, again, it's the Ghost Lights Podcast. Thanks for having me, Sam. Thank you so much, Jeff. This was awesome. Yay. And uh, Let's go have a cigarette. Let's go have a cigarette. <laughs> uh, 